Perfect. I call this meeting to order of the San Francisco Youth Commission at 515. Clerk, please call the roll. On the call of the roll, Commissioner Wong. Present. Wong present. Officer Adair. Present. Adair present. Officer Wu. Present. Wu present. Commissioner Ye. Present. Yeah, present. Commissioner Cisneros. Present. Cisneros um, present. Vice Chair Lasana. Present. Lasana present. Officer Fong. Present. Fong present. Commissioner Lozano. Present. L Stack Lozano present. Um, Commissioner Deng. Present. Deng present. Commissioner Fagao Noah. Present. Fagao Noah present. Commissioner Ansari. Present. Ansari present. Commissioner Aliotto Pierre is, uh, is absent. Commissioner Perez. Present. Perez present. Commissioner Lampkins. Present. Lampkins present. Commissioner Marroquin. Present. Marroquin present. Officer Loneo Mayor. Present. Loneo Mayor present. Chair Parker Plummer. Present. Parker Plummer present with 16 present and one absent. Chair, you have quorum. Thank you. We have a quorum. Please call item two. Oh, did you? Sorry. Do we have a motion to excuse Commissioner Aliotto Pierre? Did they give seventy-two hour notice? Yeah. Um, motion to excuse uh, Commissioner Aliotto Pierre. Is there a second? Second. Um. Commissioner Adair motions to approve, seconded by Stack Lozano. Uh, is there any discussion? Is there any public comment? Chair, there is no public comment. Public comment is now closed. I think we can take this by a voice vote. All in favor say aye. Aye. All opposed say no. Abstentions. Motion passes. Please call item two. Item number two is communications. The minutes will reflect that the Youth Commission participated in this meeting in person with remote access via WebEx. The Commission recognizes that public access to city services is essential and invites public participation in the following ways. First, public comment will be available on each item on this agenda. Comments or opportunities to speak during the public comment period are available in person at the podium via phone call by calling 415-655-0001, meeting ID 2488-763-8267, then pound and then pound again, or you can join us online through the WebEx system. When connected, you will hear the meeting discussions, but you will be muted and in listening mode only. When your item of interest comes up, please dial star 3 to be added to the speaker line if you have called in, or if you're joining us via WebEx, you may also raise your hand in the app. Alternatively, you may submit public comment in writing in either of the following ways. Email them to the Youth Commission at youthcom at sfgov.org. If you submit public comment via email, it will be forwarded to the commissioners and will be included as part of the official file. You may also send your written comments via U.S. Postal Service to our office in City Hall at 1 Dr. Carlton B. Goodlett Place, room 345, San Francisco, California, 94102. Chair, that concludes my communications. Thank you. Please call item three. Item number three is approval of agenda. Is there any motions? Motion, or I approve. Motion to approve. Sorry. I'm going to, sorry, for organizational reasons, I'm going to ask that you withdraw that motion. 
and then I'll have Commissioner okay. Vice Chair Listano. Um, motion to approve the agenda, but to strike items. What is it? Items. I six C. Yeah, item six C and eight A because you don't have presenters. For those. Thank you. Is there a second? Second. Commissioner Listano, motion to approve, seconded by Commissioner. Uh, motion to approve with amendments, seconded by Commissioner Deng. Um, is there any discussion? Is there any public comment? If members of the public would like to speak and have not already done so, please come to the podium, press star three if you're calling in, or raise your hand in the WebEx app. Chair, you have no public comment. Public comment is now closed. Uh, we'll do this by voice vote. All in favor say aye. Aye. All opposed say nay. Abstentions. Motion passes. Um, just for clarity's sake, we struck um, the self the presentation on the self-defense event with Sharp because I don't think we have information from Sharp quite yet. And then we struck um, the zoning map housing production ordinance because that has been continued at the Board of Supervisors. So we still have some time and are still looking for a presenter to come and discuss it with us because I don't think any of us truly wholly understand, wholly understand it at this moment. Um, please call item four. Item number four is approval of minutes for the October 2nd, 2023 full youth commission meeting. Are there any motions? To approve the minutes. Commissioner Perez approves. Is there a second? Officer Wu seconds. Commissioner Perez motions to approve the minutes for the October 2nd meeting, seconded by Commissioner Wu. Is there any discussion? Is there any public comment? Chair, you have no public comment. Public comment is now closed. I think we can take this by voice vote. All in favor say aye. Aye. All opposed say no. Abstentions. Motion passes. Please call item five. Item number five is general public comment for matters under the jurisdiction of the Youth Commission, but not on today's agenda. If members of the public would like to speak and have not already done so, please come to the podium, press star three if you're calling in, or raise your hand in the WebEx app. Um, Chair, there are no speakers. Thank you. Public comment is now closed. Please call item six. Item number six is presentations. Thank you. First up, we have 6A, Human Trafficking Month slash Teen Dating AV month, joint event. Welcome. Hello. Thank you for having me. Yes, you have 10 minutes to present, um, and then we'll have some time for questions. Brilliant. I've shared a presentation with you all, but I know it got to you a bit late, so I can just get started. Um, my name is Taylor. I'm the Youth Domestic Violence Prevention Coordinator with Black Women Revolt Against Domestic Violence. So we are a San Francisco-based nonprofit, um, and we specifically work with um, black families, so women, individuals, um, and the whole group um, that are experiencing or healing from domestic violence. Um, so specifically, we provide um, acute case management, so emergency case management, legal services, um, 
we also provide um, education and outreach to community just to let people know that there are services available to those who experience domestic violence, um, specifically with districts 10 and 11, which is where the predominant um, black population of San Francisco is concentrated. Um, and we also do youth prevention and outreach, which is why I'm here speaking with you today. Um, as you might be aware, um, the majority of people who experience um, relationship violence in their lifetime um, might actually either have been exposed to it in the home as they were growing up, or um, they might have their first experience with an unhealthy relationship as a young teen or tween, um, actually between the ages of 12 and 17. And experiencing that increases the likelihood um, that they would experience domestic violence later on in their life. Um, so specifically, Black Women Revolt Against Domestic Violence is dedicated to increasing awareness about the impact of intergenerational violence in the black community, removing barriers for black women who've experienced DV to receive access to culturally sensitive resources, um, and providing resources for individuals, including youth, um, who are seeking out more information. Um, so, youth commissioners, by show of hands, how many of you have heard of domestic violence or dating violence um, before this presentation today? Brilliant. Thank you so much for being forthcoming. Um, one of the first things about speaking on an issue that we generally don't give a lot of light to um, is admitting that it exists, right? And by show of hands, all of you are aware um, that domestic violence does exist, right? Sometimes we use other terms for it, right? Like intimate partner violence, dating violence, um, gender-based violence, which is an acknowledgement of the fact that the predominant victims are um, women and that generally when someone does suffer the extreme consequence of domestic violence, um, which is unfortunately when someone loses their life, it is usually a woman in a heterosexual relationship. Um, but what I'm here to talk to you today about is teen dating violence. Um, for some numbers, um, 1 in 12 high schoolers have been sexually abused by a partner within the last year, according to the CDC um, in their 2022 um, recent survey. 1 in 3 high schoolers report talking to a parent or an adult about the abuse at all. Um, and 1 in 12 high schoolers report they've been physically abused by a partner, um, so a relationship, a sexual partner, um, or even perhaps a friend um, within the last year. Um, this is important because you'll notice this is not out of the entire middle school or high school. This is just within those last 12 months, right? And that can have profound consequences on a young person's ability to do lovely things like focus on the wonderful activities you all are participating in, um, reach their academic potential. It can do huge damage to their self-esteem and their mental health as well, um, and also increases um, other risk factors for behaviors um, like drugs and alcohol, um, and uh, their overall mental health, right? Um, so one of the things that we do in relationship promotion is that we want to promote um, healthy relationship behaviors, right? Um, so behaviors that mean that you and your partner are communicating, respectful, trusting, honest, and equal to each other, but also help young people recognize those unhealthy behaviors. Um, so things that might be sort of like warning signs or behaviors, right, someone who's disrespectful, who's jealous, um, who doesn't like you spending time with yourself or your activities, um, who might pressure you or guilt you or beg you and just doing certain things, um, and also to recognize when a behavior is abusive, 
Um, we call this a relationship spectrum. And one of the wonderful things about working with young people is that people on both sides of the spectrum, so both the person receiving the harm and the person doing the harm, um, should be able to um, recognize um, what they are seeing and can hopefully get help, right? So the wonderful thing about working with youth who are 14 to 24 um, is that there is help available to both of those individuals. Um, apologize, I'm trying to toggle to that next one. Um, Wait, um, I also have it up um, shared on the WebEx, so if you want me to like click through the slides, I can do that too. Brilliant, yeah, and you'll notice this source that you're seeing is from loveisrespect.org, which is the um, young adult version of the National Dating Violence um, website. Uh, so on the next slide, it sort of goes into some of those more specific early warning signs of domestic violence uh, that unfortunately I saw as an SFUSD high schooler um, with some of my friends, right? So demanding details about how you spend your time, restricting contact with family or friends, criticizing you or what's important to you, um, touching you in public without permission, um, control, we talked about coercion or pressure, um, but the one I really want to highlight is rushing the pace of your relationship. Right, which is something the young people I work with this summer who are 13 to 15 really wanted to um, highlight. Um, so there are resources available for young adults and teenagers, so minors in the San Francisco Bay Area, um, both at your school and elsewhere um, on our next slide. Um, so one of those is called a breakup plan, right, um, or a safety plan. So if you are experiencing an unhealthy relationship and you need assistance in ending that or just being safer in the relationship. Um, some of those resources include changing your route to and from school, code words, digital privacy, um, identifying safe places and people, um, copies of documents, and making an escape plan. Um, we always do recommend that young people are in contact with some of the resources available um, if they need others. Um, you'll notice that a lot of these risk factors that we're talking about, the reason that we have an overlap between um, teen dating violence and also human trafficking prevention is that I'm noticing that young people who might have experienced an unhealthy relationship are also at risk from adults um, who would look to take advantage of them, right? Um, so there are three resources that a young person might go to, um, and this is what we would like to promote. Um, so one is your school. Um, where you have Title IX rights um, at school to go to school and feel safe and not have something interfere with your education. Um, we have community-based organizations which might have some of that confidentiality that youth are looking for, um, although not all community-based organizations are confidential. Uh, Black Marvel is, so um, they might specialize in domestic violence, sexual assault, or both. Um, and can help with legal support groups, counseling, and health, as well as navigation. Um, including seeking a restraining order, um, which would involve help from police for that documentation, um, as well as um, enforcement of said restraining order. Um, so those resources that are available on the next slide for you specifically in the Bay Area include community-based organizations. Um, there are some 24-7 hotlines available to you. Um, so the National Domestic Violence Hotline has um, a text line that we really love. I want to highlight um, Bay Area Legal Aids, Youth Justice, um, Legal Hotline, um, as well as SF4's 24-hour hotline. And there are three shelters in the Bay Area. Um, if you are in a situation where the person someone's dating is dangerous to your life um, or your health, 
Um, those 72 hours after someone breaks up are the most dangerous for them, and that is when we would encourage you going to a shelter instead of crashing on a friend's couch, um, just because we wouldn't want them to go looking for you and for the situation to escalate until after those 72 hours when people have calmed down. Um, I do want to say that one of the ways that we get this information out there is going to be our Youth Advisory Council. Um, so the best people to tell this information to people your age um, are their peers, right? Um, so our Youth Advisory Council features youth 17 to 24. Um, we meet on Thursdays online and also in person with various CBOs, um, and they are in charge of getting the word out on their campus about resources that are available to youth, um, especially those that are confidential. Um, and we also give them the opportunity to complete um, a 44-hour domestic violence advocate course um, as a college student, um, which would certify you to continue this work as a nonprofit entity or um, within, for example, your nursing program um, and talk about where those resources are. So some of your wellness centers might employ someone with this type of um, further training. Um, other avenues that Black Revolt Against Domestic Violence is involved in include um, policy advocacy. Um, so we just had a reach out to get out campaign um, on the steps of City Hall today to highlight domestic violence homicides. Unfortunately, relationship violence can be deadly. Um, and we've unfortunately lost several young and older women um, in the past few months with that emphasis being on black, brown, indigenous women. Um, and then we also collaborate with other entities to make sure that we are um, serving individuals the best we can um, to help them stay safe and get safe. Um, so you'll see on the right our crucial conversations discussion. Um, the action item I would love for you guys today um, is to commit to our Healthy Relationships Pledge. Um, so these are things that you can do in your relationship and your rights in a relationship. So the first is to have fun, enjoy, and support the person that you are with. Um, to speak up about your wants and needs. To respect your partner's digital, um, emotional, sexual, and physical and financial boundaries. And also to understand that those might be different than your own. Um, to accept responsibility for yourself and your actions. Um, to prioritize and reflect on your personal goals and relationships. And also to trust that you can leave a relationship when it no longer feels safe or serves your needs. Um, so you can see that that's for both individuals in that relationship. Um, and we would also love to see if you guys would be willing to recognize um, February, which is Teen Dating Violence Awareness and Prevention Month um, nationally. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. Um, and I wanted to say on a personal note, you know, thank you for the work that you all are doing and for joining us today um, to discuss it and to, you know, kind of let us know how we can support as well. Um, I'm wondering if you have any specific asks for the Youth Commission at this time, or if you're just, if you just wanted to come and share um, information, that's also totally okay. But is there anything you'd like us to, to vote on today? Um, specifically... I am hoping for that ask, and I can write that up officially, but for February, if you guys would be willing to acknowledge that as um, TDNE Violence and Awareness and Prevention Month. So for um, Domestic Violence Awareness Month, for example, for this month, we have a night when City Hall will be lit up purple um, in observance of the fact that we do lose people to domestic violence. Um, and just to bring awareness to that, the color for um, teen dating violence is orange. Thank you. Um... I'm 
wondering if staff have advice on what the best way to do that is. Would it be via resolution, do you think? Or I think last year what we did is um, you all took a vote. At now? At full commission. Okay. Whatever you all are, yeah. Okay, we can do that. So, sorry, I just needed a clarification on that. <laughs> I appreciate that. Additionally, um, we're going to be hosting an event in February to bring awareness to um, teen dating violence and um, sexual exploitation of youth. Um, and we would love to have the Youth Commission um, participate in that when we have that date finalized. Okay, thank you. Um, so then I can go ahead and entertain a motion. Um, to co-host the event as well as just have the Youth Commission recognize February as uh, Domestic Violence Prevention Month. Brilliant, and that would be February, uh, Sunday, February 4th of 2024. Sunday. Thank you. Uh, does anyone want to motion? Commissioner, you second the motion. Well, I mean, you entertain the motion. Okay, so. Um, Commissioner, yes, uh, motions to um, acknowledge February, uh, have the Youth Commission acknowledge February as uh, Teen Dating, sorry, it's Teen Dating Violence Awareness Month, and um, to support the events of Black Women Revolt as well. Thank you. Is there a second? Commissioner Lene, your seconds. Commissioner Ye moves, seconded by Commissioner Lene Amir to co-host the Sunday, February 4th event, as well as recognize February as Teen Dating Violence Prevention Month. Um, is there any discussion? Is there any public comment? If members of the public would like to speak and have not already done so, please come to the podium, press star three if you're calling in, or raise your hand in the WebEx app. Chair Barker Plummer, you have no public comment. Thank you. Public comment is now closed. I think we can take this by voice vote. All in favor say aye. Aye. All opposed say no. Abstentions. Motion passes. Congratulations and thank you so much for the work that you are doing. Um, I'm sure we'll follow up specifically on how we can support your event as well as um, any other partnership we can provide. But I just want to thank you for joining us today and also for the work that you've, you've been doing in your whole organization. Thank you so much for your time. Absolutely. Have a good one. Uh, item 6B is Boards and Commission event with Ignite National, presented by Commission Director Alondra Esquivel-Garcia. Hi, Commissioners. Um, so in your supporting documents, there should be a motion attached maybe it's the first page i don't know mm -hmm. okay um so um last year um commissioner loftus and i were having conversations about ignite national um a quick intro about ignite national ignite national is a nonpartisan um organization that um helps young women be uh civically engaged um, that's through uh, voter engagement, civic engagement, um, running for public office, um, and then lastly, uh, joining boards and commissions. Um, we here in San Francisco are very blessed to have a very broad spectrum of boards and commissions that uh, residents of San Francisco could join. 
Um, so Ignite National across the nation is engaging um, young people, especially young women, to be um, involved in boards and commissions. Um, so their Bay Area fellow reached out, hopefully um, if we could co-host an event with them, encouraging other young people here in the city uh, to apply to boards and commissions um, and other um, advisory entities, uh, especially since youth voice is very important. Um, I do have details more in depth about the event. So the event will take place on, sorry, let me see. Okay, sorry, no, November 2nd, 2023, which is after school hours, uh, 5.30 to 6.30. It will be at the SF Public Library, the Latino Latina uh, Community Room. Um, they have also asked for um, women, women, women or non-binary identifying commissioners uh, to speak about their experience being a commissioner. Um, and just hopefully to encourage other or other people to uh, apply to be commissioners. Is there any questions about this? Can you repeat the specific date and time? Um, November 2nd. I don't know if that's, I think that's a Thursday. It's a Thursday. It's a Thursday, um, 5.30 to 6.30 p.m. And if y'all decide to support, this motion, I will send a calendar invite so it's in the calendar. But yeah. Thank you. You have a question? Commissioner Ye? I just have a quick question. Yes. Um what so besides I think you earlier you mentioned that you, you want commissioners to do a speech to talk about their experiences on the commission. Um besides that, what are is our role to co-host for like if we're co-hosting, what other tasks, roles that we have? Probably just to share on social media. Okay. Yeah. They, they are providing the space, uh, food, um, material. Um, yeah. We, our role is to show up and advertise, which is the easiest thing to do. Any other questions from commissioners? Okay. Hearing none, are you? Yeah, I'm good. Thank you. Are there any motions to approve this motion? Uh huh. To coast. Commissioner Perez approves. Commissioner Perez motions to approve the motion. Is there a second? Commissioner Dang seconds. Seconded by Commissioner Dang. Um, is there any discussion? Is there any public comment? Chair Barker Plummer, there is no public comment. Public comment is now closed. I think we can take this by voice vote. Um, all in favor say aye. Aye. All opposed say nay. Abstentions. Motion passes. Um, we'll go ahead and follow, staff will follow up with comms and other women and non-binary identifying commissioners um, on how best to coordinate for this event. Um, also, just like an FYI, our male identifying commissioners are also welcome to this event. Um, Ignite does focus on young women, but also young men are important in this conversation. Uh, <laughs> so, just an FYI. Uh, thank you. I appreciate that. But uh, I do think it's great that we're having an event specifically 
for young women. Yeah, just for minutes. Um, who seconded that motion? Stan. Sure. Thank you. Okay, six B is done. Please call item seven. Item number seven is legislation. Thank you. Um, item 7A is 2324-AL-1, resolution urging the San Francisco Municipal Transportation Agency to implement speed reducing infrastructure at, at intersections which serve as transition points between freeways and neighborhood streets, create a high, create a publicly available plan to implement safety infrastructure improvements at high injury intersections which have not yet seen investment by the end of 2024, and urging the city and county to review its Vision Zero strategy from myself, Legislative Affairs Officer Adair, and Vice Chair Listana. Um, there weren't major amendments. Um, I think Commissioner Adair was the one who made a couple of changes, so if you want to go through those, if you remember them. Um, if not, we can just read through. Yeah. Uh, I'll just say quickly, a lot of it was just like, no minor clarifying changes, but um, the the content is very similar to what Chair Barker Plummer worked on in the first draft. Thank you. Um, yeah, I don't think there were any like policy changes. I think it was just like rewording things in ways that made more sense than the way that I had originally written them. Um, so if we want to go ahead and read through this, unless have we been specific enough? As long as you've read it into the record one time and addressed any of the changes, it should be good to go for a bit. Okay. Then in that case, we don't need to read it into the record again. Um, so I want to just take a moment to acknowledge um, both the reason for this resolution as well as the work that a lot of advocates have done on this issue. Uh, one of the things I love about this commission is we get into the nitty-gritty of policy and how it directly affects young people. And street safety is one of those things where, uh, you know, I think it, it, it literally is nitty gritty and we talk about literal like strips of paint on the floor and what kind of infrastructure we want at specific intersections. But I think that that work is really important. And uh, the people who have been doing that work are not really myself and, and other commissioners. It's the advocates um, for young people and for safe streets. Uh, especially Walk SF helped partner on this resolution, but also organizations like KidSafe SF and Community Spaces here in San Francisco have been advocating on these issues for a long time and have been the ones who have really pushed us in the right direction on these issues. And then also just to acknowledge the fact that it, it was a life that was taken, um, which has led to the creation of this resolution and the most recent push for, to see these safety improvements at intersections near highways. Um, it, it's it's sad that it, it, it took a life to do it, but also I think the community support we've seen on this issue has been impressive recently. Um, and while the city has made some commitments, I think it's important to pass this so that we can move forward um, and have actual accountability to make sure the city does what it, what it says it does and uphold the values it says it upholds. So that's my spiel. Um, I don't know if Commissioner Adair or Vice Chair Listana have anything they'd like to add, and then we can also go into discussion. Good. Okay. Um, is there a motion?
Motion to approve the second reading of the legislation. Seconded, Commissioner Wong. Commissioner Wu, seconded by Commissioner Wong. Uh, motions to approve resolution 2324 AL 01. Um, is there any discussion? Including questions, comments, strong feelings? Okay. Um, is there any public comment? If members of the public would like to speak and have not already done so, please come to the podium, press star 3 if you're calling in, or raise your hand in the WebEx app. Chair Barker Plummer, you have no public comment. Public comment is now closed. Uh, we'll go ahead and take a roll call vote on this item. On that motion to approve resolution 2324 AL01, Commissioner Wong. Aye. Wong, aye. Officer Adair. Aye. Adair, aye. Officer Wu. Aye. Wu, aye. Commissioner Ye. Aye. Ye, aye. Commissioner Cisneros. Aye. Cisneros, aye. Vice Chair Lastana. Aye. Lastana, aye. Officer Fong. Aye. Fong, aye. Commissioner Stack Lozano. Aye. Stack Lozano, aye. Commissioner Deng. Aye. Deng, aye. Commissioner Fagao Noah. Aye. Fagao Noah, aye. Commissioner Ansari. Aye. Ansari, aye. Commissioner Eliodo Pierre is absent. Commissioner Perez. Aye. Perez, aye. Commissioner Lampkins. Lampkins, aye. Commissioner Marokin. Aye. Marokin, aye. Commissioner Officer Loneo Mayor. Aye. Loneo Mayor, aye. Chair Barker Plummer. Aye. Barker Plummer, aye. With 16 aye and one absent, the motion passes. The motion is passed. Thank you, Commissioners. Please call item 8. Item number 8 is legislation refer. Item 8, now item 8A is BOS file 230988, Planning Code Cannabis Retail Uses, Ordinance amending the planning code to require a minimum distance of 600 feet between a cannabis retail use and daycare centers. Um, do we have any presenters on this? We do not. Okay. Does uh, LAO want to give a brief synopsis of this legislation? All right. Um, so, um... So legislation uh, 22398 um, uh, sponsored by Supervisor Stephanie, um, essentially it would bar, um, it, would, it would amend um, you know, zoning laws to, um, to prohibit cannabis dispensaries from opening um, within 600 feet of a daycare center. Um, it would not affect already existing dispensaries, but um, you know, right now um, Cannabis dispensaries are not allowed to be built within 600 feet of schools, schools whether they be elementary, middle, or high. Um, but um, the purpose of this legislation is essentially to make this consistent so they will apply to daycare centers as well because um, um, the idea is that youth of, no youth of any ages should be, um, should, should be exposed to drugs. If you want to add anything else. Yeah, I can go ahead and add that um, the current legislation uses the state's definition of a daycare center, which is kind of vague and doesn't include non-licensed um, daycare centers. So that's kind of one of the reasons why they sponsored this legislation. Thank you. It's a pretty clear-cut piece of legislation. Um, not that if you have questions, you shouldn't ask them, but are there any questions? 
on this legislation? Seeing none, um, just as a reminder, uh, commissioners can motion to have the commission support, not support, have no recommendation on a piece of legislation, as well as determine what the comments are on the memo that will be returned to the Board of Supervisors on our recommendation. So are there any motions on how we should um, respond to this legislation? Commissioner Wu motions to support. Commissioner Lene Amir seconds. Commissioner Wu motions to support the legislation, seconded by Commissioner Lene Amir. Um, is there any discussion? See, I can share why I support it. I mean, I think it's really important, like Alistair's, like Commissioner, um, like you just mentioned earlier, I feel like keeping like youth away from drugs is a pretty important issue, especially in our city. I feel like there's a lot more room that we can grow with like drug use in our city, and this is one of the really good things that we can actually have out there that we can also have input on. And so I think it's important to um, keep youth um, as far as away from drugs and things like that as possible, and this is a really good thing that we have input on. Thank you. Any other comments or questions from commissioners? Hearing none, I'll go ahead and give my brief input. I, I also support this legislation and I appreciate Supervisor Stephanie for, for championing it at the Board of Supervisors. My understanding is that this is basically just including daycares in pre-existing law that bans these uh, retailers near like schools and other educational institutions. Um, which strikes me frankly as an oversight that uh, that occurred in the first place. So I appreciate her championing that issue, especially for the youngest members of our city community. Um, I don't think that this is anti-cannabis particularly, but I think it's a reasonable regulation that needs to be put in place um, in order to to help support young people in San Francisco as well as support the areas around um, their daycares. Um, if there's no further comments, we'll go ahead and move to public comment. If members of the public would like to speak and have not already done so, please press star three if you're calling in or raise your hand in the WebEx app. Chair Barker Plummer, you have no public comment. Thank you. Public comment is now closed. Um, can we take this by roll call? On that motion, Commissioner Wong. Aye. Wong, aye. Officer Adair. Aye. Adair, aye. Officer Wu. Aye. Wu, aye. Commissioner Ye. Aye. Ye, aye. Commissioner Cisneros. Aye. Cisneros, aye. Vice Chair Lestana. Aye. Lestana, aye. Officer Fong. Aye. Fong, aye. Commissioner Stack Lozano. Aye. Stack Lozano, aye. Commissioner Deng. Aye. Commissioner Deng, aye. Commissioner Fagao Noah. Aye. Fagao Noah, aye. Commissioner Ansari? Aye. Ansari, aye. Hey, Commissioner Perez? Aye. Perez, aye. Hey, Commissioner Lampkins? Aye. Lampkins, aye. Commissioner, Commissioner Marokin? Aye. Marokin, aye. Officer Linnea Mayor? Aye. Linnea Mayor, aye. 
Chair Barker Plummer. Aye. Barker Plummer, aye. With 16 aye and, and one absent, the motion passes. The motion passes. Thank you. Um, the presenter for our next two items, which will be heard together, um, is not here yet because we told them not to come until later. Um, so I think what I'm going to do is have us recess until 6.10, and we can come back at that point and see if they're here. Yeah. I'm not sure if you want to, but you could also come back to this item after. But up to you. I think it would be better to just recess and then we can come and then we'll return um, and then we can do committee reports and then we'll be done. Um, so we'll go ahead and recess until 610. Uh, I can show you this. Thank you. I call this meeting back to order at 611 p.m. We'll go ahead and move to item 8C and D, which we'll hear together, both of which are Declaration of Policy, 8th Grade Algebra, and SFUSD Math Curriculum Development. We have Tita Bell from the District 4 office. Welcome. Thank you, President Barker Plummer. Good evening, commissioners. Um, I'm Tita Bell. I am the Chief of Staff for Supervisor Joel Wingardio. Thank you for having me here this evening. I am here to uh, present to you the two ballot measures that are substantively identical but differ in the procedural mechanism required to um, allow these measures to actually appear on the ballot. So both of these measures have to do with urging, making it the, the policy of the city and county of San Francisco to urge SFUSD to offer Algebra 1 to students by the eighth grade and to develop a math curriculum that prioritizes excellence for students at all grade levels. Um, if you have a copy of the uh, ballot measure in front of you, you'll see that following the initial paragraph, there are several bullet points, all of which essentially make it a city policy to pledge, pledging to support SFUSD in pursuing a math curriculum rooted in excellence, a student-centered um, form of instruction, first-rate curriculum and instruction team in math, educational options in elementary and middle school that will put kids on a path to STEM majors at the UCs and Cal State schools, support and guidance for educators, education and career guidance for girls in STEM, and ultimately ending with a reference to the state legislature's findings in the Mathematics Placement Act of 2015. And those have to do with um, encouraging a curriculum where students have equal chance to advance in math and have access to high quality math programs and that students and parents are provided advice on math placement and the impact it has on college eligibility. The legislative intent um, behind this is that currently San Francisco public school students must wait until ninth grade to take Algebra 1. Many groups from within the public school community have alerted us to the inequity and the failures behind this algebra policy. This has been going on for several years. The end result is that math-loving kids in San Francisco have been punished 
because they're not able to take calculus by the time they graduate from high school if they start Algebra 1 in ninth grade. And this, of course, hurts college options, especially for those who are interested in pursuing a STEM major or career in STEM. Um, families have had to try to avoid this outcome by spending money taking course, uh, the algebra course outside of the school system, and then um, for the student to take an exam to get credit for this before entering ninth grade. We have been told uh, that most school districts in the Bay Area teach basic algebra in the eighth grade, and some even let seventh graders take it. San Francisco used to offer Algebra one. Um, in eighth grade before 2014 when the policy shifted. Um, if you're interested in hearing a little bit about how the reasons behind the policy shift, I could address that. But essentially, Supervisor Ingardio has, has stated publicly that his concern is with the fact that we have essentially two school systems in San Francisco. We have private schools where enrollment is growing and we have public schools where enrollment is declining. A quarter of San Francisco's children and youth attend private schools, and that's compared to 9% in the state of California. Algebra has been a big factor for families who decide to leave public schools when their child reaches middle school. Why should San Francisco voters care about algebra? Well-run public schools are essential for a city to function and thrive, we need families with kids to stay in San Francisco. We have the lowest percentage of children among major U.S. cities, and we need families to opt into public schools because the higher the enrollment, the more funding the school system gets, and that will then allow the district to provide what students and teachers need. We've been asked why should city supervisors get involved in this because the school district is not governed by the city government. The school district is excuse me, governed by a school board, which is also elected. But we feel that everyone in San Francisco should be invested in public education. And the Board of Supervisors does appropriate funding to support the school district. You've seen this in the, the um, PEEF fund, Public Education Enrichment Fund. Uh, you've seen it in 2019 when um, the mayor and Supervisor Ronan advanced uh, legislation to forgive debt that the school district has taken out. And most recently, in November of last year, the voters of San Francisco passed Proposition G, which is now the Student Success Fund. So given this relationship that the city, all of, all of you, but um, that the city government has with the school district, we, after hearing from advocates um, and constituents, we believe that it is well within the interest of our constituents, our voters, to have a voice by having this um, measure on the ballot in March of next year so that the voters can decide whether they support having this be the official uh, policy of the city or not. If you have any questions, I'm happy to try to answer them. Thank you. Is there any questions or discussion? Commissioner Ye? Hi, I just have, uh, I just have a quick question. Um, I just, first of all, I just want to say thank you for coming to present. I mean, I think that it is absolutely imperative that um, there's education equity and that every student is able to receive an equal education through public schools because they are accessible to many families. Um, for, so 
For implementing that, um, uh, to make it official policy for the city and county of San Francisco to urge the San Francisco Unified School District to um, offer Algebra 1, I think a concern that I feel like may come from communities is how can we make sure that you know we are able to support students who may have a harder time with mathematical concepts or may struggle with or may not be ready for algebra um, because I think that was a concern when um, they were removing algebra one from the eighth grade curriculum back in 2014. Yes. So again, the details of how uh, this a revised math curriculum will be implemented in high schools and in middle schools is, of course, up to the school board. But we believe that it should be possible to offer the class without requiring the class. So for example, if students are ready, ready to take algebra by um, seventh grade, they should have the option to do so. If they're not ready to take it until ninth grade or 10th grade, they should have the option to do that as well. We don't envision that it would be compulsory algebra in eighth grade. It is simply um, a statement urging the school district to offer it. Thank you. Commissioner Dang. Hi, I also want to thank you for coming. Um, my question is that you mentioned that you urge schools to offer it. Would you say that you would offer, um, you would urge SFUC to offer it at every middle school? And would they have enough, do you think that they would have enough classrooms for that people who want to take it? Because for the accelerated summer geometry, SFUC does offer it summer geo, but they don't have enough teachers or they don't have enough space for that. So everyone who wants to take summer geo, who think that they are ready for it, aren't, don't have the opportunity to take it. So I was wondering how it would combat that issue of algebra one in middle school. I don't think that I would be in a position to answer these uh, logistical and programming questions. I'm happy to try to research the answer for you or even facilitate a conversation um, you know, with the appropriate representatives at the school district. Thank you. Commissioner Adair? Um, also want to thank you for coming. I think this is something we're all quite supportive, but I'm wondering because um, you know, the language here is definitely um, to urge the school board not to obviously um, you know, what our power is here as opposed to requiring, but obviously there's a distinction between those two things. So I'm wondering, um, you know, has the city, county, like, do we have a history of, um, of urging the school board to do things and have they typically taken up um, the government's um, requests in a timely manner? And like, what mechanisms do we have if um, the school board is unable to implement eighth grade algebra despite this resolution? Thank you for the question. I did a little bit of research on this because I figured somebody was going to ask me whether it was a youth commission or somebody else. But from what I can tell, this is, an, first of all, a declaration of policy as a legislative mechanism is an extremely rare um, thing. And one that addresses the school district is even more rare. But I believe there was an attempt or um, there was, some, there was a, a hearing on a proposed declaration of policy relating to SFUSD back in, I want to say it was a long time ago, like 2010 or so, but I can, I can try to get the exact date. I don't see that it actually made it onto the ballot. So there, there was a hearing on the item, I believe, and you can, you can even search for it, but it did not appear on the ballot later. As far as enforcement mechanism, a declaration of policy is non-binding, and I 
do not, it certainly is not the intent of supervisor and guardio to try to enforce this in some way. What a declaration of policy allows the Board of Supervisors to do is to act within its power to effectuate the intent of whatever the declaration says. And so we were very careful in wording this, this document to use words like support and promote and urge and encourage because at the end of the day, um, making this type of change is within the hands of the school board and the school district. Of course. Thank you. Are there any questions or discussion? Oh, sorry. Commissioner Stack was on it. Hi, um, thank you so much for your presentation. Um, I was seeing that there was a section that um, kind of addressed promoting targeted approaches specifically to girls due to the lack of women in STEM, which I think is really important, but I was just wondering if you could address that and give a little bit more like details surrounding how that would work. Regarding how it would work, once again, it is not something that, that I believe would be in the Board of Supervisors place, but I can tell you the history behind that particular um, clause. Supervisor Melgar felt very strongly about putting this in. Um, this issue is personal to her, as all of you may have heard in some form. She has a daughter, I believe, who is very strong in math and who I believe um, the supervisor feels has been disadvantaged by the way the curriculum is currently set up. And so she would like, she wanted to see in this declaration of policy something where we as a city and county are saying this is important to us and we would like to encourage the school district to, to advance, you know, things along those lines. Um, and I, I, I think the supervi a supervisor and guardian would agree that historically girls have been underrepresented in these fields and we're hoping that the voters of San Francisco also agree. Thank you. Commissioner Bagawa Noah. Thank you. Thanks. Hi, um, thank you again for coming. Um, but by chance, I'm curious to know if private middle schools offer algebra one at an eighth grade level, or would you know? I do know. Yes, they do. It's very common, if not universal, in private yeah, education institutions. Um, I just like just have a, a question or something that could possibly be for the hearing is like how does the state tie into this since they also like provide curriculum guidance to local districts like I know um, I'm, I'm just looking right now at their content standards for the California Department of Education yes and they've also like encouraged possible algebra one for grade seven so is there going to be like any discussion on how like the state could possibly like also encourage um, the local school district to implement Algebra 1, not just in grade 8, but also grade 7? I can only guess, um, but I would imagine that the school district is in constant contact with the California uh, Department of Education. And so I think this is all part of the process that Superintendent Wayne has in mind. Um, he has, I believe, sent out a, a communication recently about Effort, you know, a, a, a real effort that he is making to convene a math focus group or, or some kind of group that 
takes the um, the concerns and the advice of community members and experts on how to redesign the math curriculum. So I believe that part of that process, um, behind closed doors perhaps, um, would include conversations with the State Board of Ed. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Commissioner Fong. Yeah, so <clears throat> thank you for coming to present. My question is, I guess, more theoretical, but say the school district um, does agree to implement Algebra 1 into their middle schools. Are there any provisions or ways that we are planning, the Board of Supervisors is planning to support this, say if they need additional funding or um, so that current services can remain where they are and also include Algebra 1 on top of that? The Board of Supervisors, at least I can speak for my boss, uh, has an open door as far as any outreach from the school district to advocate, you know, to advance legislation um, to support any, any additional funding needs that may come out of the re-implementation of algebra. But so far, we've not been contacted about that, probably because the plan has not been um, put in place yet. But I, I believe Supervisor Ngardio, along with the co-sponsors of this legislation, would certainly be open to a discussion along those lines. Mm -hmm. And then I have a follow-up to that. Um, say that this uh, piece of legislation doesn't end up working as intended. Do you guys have another strategy or plan in mind to um, get Algebra 1 into our middle schools? As far as what the Board of Supervisors can do, Supervisor Ngardio believes that this is, this is the most appropriate um, legislative vehicle. Other than that, it is up to all of us as people who care about this issue to advocate with the school district and the school board and vote next November. Thank you. Commissioner okay. Perez. Yeah, hi, thank hi. you for presenting. Um, I was just wondering if you had an explanation as to why this has been implemented in the past and then taken away and now there's a push again to re-implement. I'm just curious, was there a failure there or why, why was that? In 2014, when the school board decided to remove algebra from the eighth grade curriculum, they intended, they, they decided that given the poor outcomes of certain um, student populations within you know, the district, they wanted to see if those students would have better outcomes if everyone waited to take algebra starting in ninth grade. It was a well-intended policy change. However, this year in May, uh, Stanford published a study on, on San Francisco's policy shift and basically concluded that it has not had the um, outcome that was intended. And the school district at a, <clears throat> a math focus uh, group meeting, um, members of the staff said that they had not really looked at, you know, whether this policy has produced the outcomes that they intended in the past nearly decade that it's been in place. So given their lack of attention to outcomes plus the Stanford group's um, uh, results, the superintendent 
you know, um, spoke, I think, on the record saying that this has, this, this policy has been a failure and it was time to relook at how we teach math at SFUSD and, and specifically whether algebra should be offered sooner. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Commissioner Lestock. Um, uh, first of all, I just wanted to say, like, great, um, thank you so much for bringing this up to, like, the Youth Commission. Yes. And I'm sorry if I missed this, but I was just wondering, like, because you mentioned that, like, the reason that this got removed, or that algebra being taught in the eighth grade was removed in the first place was because students were doing poorly. So I was just wondering, like, how, like, what supports there would be for those students if algebra were to be integrated back into the curriculum. Support for the students who... Um, in the past had struggled yeah or like, succeed in algebra one yeah again um, I can I, I have my own ideas and and we've certainly read a lot of the research that has come through our office but I could not speak as to what the school board or the superintendent plans as far as support I'm happy though to look into it and try to get you an answer to that question thank you thank you Commissioner Marotin. Um, I just wanted to say thank you again for coming and giving your presentation. Um, I, I think you, I think you said you about the math focus group, and I was wondering who would you be working with to form this group? Like, would math teachers and other mathematicians be involved? I was just wondering who would be a part of this group. I believe that the superintendent is convening this group or this committee, I'm sorry, I'm, I may not be using the right term, um, to include as many people as possible, certainly parents um, who care a lot about this issue, um, educators, but we, our office is not involved in it. As far as I know, uh, none, nobody in the Board of Supervisors is, is participating in this committee and that's probably appropriate. Um, but as far as you know, wanting to know details about how this committee is being formed and, and who it, whose opinions or membership is being sought, I'm happy to look into that and, and report back. These are all great questions, and I, I'm sorry to, to say that I, I can't give you the answers, but it would be actually inappropriate for me to guess. It, we'd prefer it if you don't it, guess. <laughs> Thank you, I appreciate that. Um, we're going to do Commissioner Lene, and then I think we're going to cut it off there unless there's anyone... Okay, we'll do one more for Commissioner Dang. Okay, uh, I just want to say once again, thank you so much for coming here today and presenting on this. Um, you may have touched this a little bit, but I was just wondering if um, we do re-implement the use of um, out of the teaching of algebra in eighth grade at SFUSD schools, what would the scale be for that? Like, for example, like on the first year, would you have it kind of in one school and see how it would go, or would you implement it citywide in all schools? These are great questions for the school district. <laughs> it, is, it is the hope of Supervisor Engardio that it would be, for equity reasons, it would be offered at every middle school, right? Um, but again, there are limitations. Uh, the school district has a limited budget. I imagine that there are constraints around which teachers are actually qualified to teach this. Um, and so it, it's unclear to us, and, and the plan hasn't been, yet been developed, and so we'll be certainly, certainly be happy to report back as, you know, as soon as we hear something, um, even if it's uh, in, in draft form, what the committee is considering, 
But these are all great logistical questions, and they are questions that um, Superintendent Wayne and his staff would have to answer for you. So I'm happy to email them tonight and say you've got a lot of interested youth commissioners um, who would like to speak to you, perhaps at a hearing. Thank you, and Commissioner Dang. Okay, uh, this is more like a question for like your office mm -hmm. about what is your timeline about this resolution? Because I know that currently um, the SFUSD teachers did agree to vote yes on a strike. So I was just wondering what is like your office's timeline like align with the teachers who may be going on strike? Um, the timeline on these ballot measures is not tied to the strike, and, and, and that's also, you know, that's, that's an issue that our office is also concerned with. But I can answer sort of the procedural questions of what is going to happen to these measures. So they were introduced at the end of September. Um, we were told by the chair of the Rules Committee, which would be the committee hearing both of these items, that both items will be heard at the committee, uh, the Rules Committee meeting on November 13th. Monday the 13th of November and for the item that is a motion that item will have to get voted on by the committee and then it goes up to the full board for a vote I'm guessing the week after um, the item that is not a motion once the hearing has been concluded the file gets closed it then qualifies to be put on the ballot thank you Hi, I, I do have a, just like a random question or like suggestion would be to also urge for uh, research on like the current um, impact that this has caused um, SFUC students um, and just also like with COVID in mind, I know it has exasperated um, education um, in San Francisco. So I'm, I know I'm not probably the only curious one here. It's like, how is this currently impacting SFUC students? Mm -hmm. Like, I know we've been hearing it but just want to know like if there's any data or if there will be any data. We're aware of data that's been gathered by a lot of um, advocates and experts in, in this field. Um, they, as far as how much of, of this research is being considered by the school district, that's a question for the superintendent. Um, but we've certainly seen a lot of this research and it, it's all been compelling enough for us, our office, to feel like this, um, you know, ballot measure is worth um, trying to advance. Thank you. So I think we'll go ahead and stop with questions there. Do you have a really urgent question? Okay. Um, and just, just to be mindful of time and your time as well. Um, I, I do want to say this. Um, I think there are times when leadership means admitting that you did something wrong and that previous actions had unintended consequences. Um, and we often see in politics a refusal to do that. And it takes a push by elected officials, by community members to really rectify that problem and make, make sure that we are having positive outcomes. Because really that's what matters at the end of the day to young people here in the city and county of San Francisco. Um, I, I'm of the opinion that this is a very important policy. Um, I think that it makes sense for re-implementation. I think it's a common sense issue that, you know, really impacts families. Um, and I say that as a math, as a bad math student who would probably not be taking algebra in eighth grade if I'm looking back. But, um, you know, I think that we need to create opportunities for students 
of different levels um, who have strengths and weaknesses in different areas. And I think that it's important. This is an important way to rectify an issue facing students who not, not necessarily even excel at math, but who are strong in that area and want to pursue that. Um, I want to appreciate the supervisors who put this on the ballot. Uh, Supervisor Ngordio, Safai, Melgar, Stephanie, and Dorsey. Um, and especially appreciate the leadership of Supervisor Ngordio on this. I know he's the one who really uh, spearheaded that, but I also appreciate the other supervisors for their support. Um, you know, sort of in response to the issues around jurisdiction that I think people have, uh, or the concerns that people have around the Board of Supervisors getting involved in education policy. I'm of the opinion that we all have a responsibility to advocate on the issues impacting young people in this city. And I think that we should all use the, the powers that we have, even if it's just, you know, urging the district to do something from the city uh, to do so. And, and going through voters, I think, is an incredibly effective way to make it clear that San Franciscans would like to see eighth grade algebra re-implemented. Um, so I, I would urge my colleagues to support this legislation. I'd also say we, um, a lot of questions were asked, so I would appreciate if our staff could follow up with your office and try to include those in the hearing that occurs. Yeah. Um, for the hearing, I'm not seeing that SFUSD is needed to report. Will they be at the hearing? Uh, the rules committee? Yes. That's a good question. I'll ask. Yeah, because I'm um, not required. That's true. Yeah, because the commission for responses feedback to hearings, you are allowed to put in any comments or questions. So um, I think it would be good to know if SFUSD is going to be at the hearing because they have that. a lot for SFUSD. Yes, happy to look into it. Thank you. Um, and we'll make sure that those questions are included in the memo back to the board. And I just encourage Supervisor and Guardio and others on the board to um, include those questions in that hearing, um, especially if SFUSD is present. Um, so with that, I will go ahead and motion to support this as well as motion to, well, the motion will be a motion to support the policy being placed on the ballot as well as um, responding with all the commissioners' questions that have been raised today. All right. Do I have a second? Commissioner Yee seconds. Commissioner Barker-Plummer, seconded by Commissioner Yee, motions to support as well as to include questions raised by commissioners in the memo response to the Board of Supervisors. Is there any discussion? Is there any public comment? If members of the public would like to speak and have not already done so, please press star three if you're calling in or raise your hand in the WebEx app. Chair Barker Plummer, you have no public comment. Thank you. Public comment is now closed. Can we take a roll call vote? Yes. On that motion, Commissioner Wong. Aye. Wong, aye. Officer Adair. Aye. Adair, aye. Officer Wu. Aye. Wu, aye. Commissioner Ye. Aye. Ye, aye. Commissioner Cisneros. Aye. Cisneros, aye. Vice Chair Lastana. Aye. Lastana, aye. Officer Fong. Aye. Fong, aye. Commissioner Stack Lozano. Aye. Stack Lozano, aye. Commissioner Deng. Aye. Deng, aye. Commissioner Fagao Noah. Aye. Fagao Noah, aye. Commissioner Ansari. Aye. Ansari, aye. Commissioner Perez. Aye. Perez, aye. Commissioner Lampkins. Aye. Lampkins, aye. Commissioner Marokin. Aye. 
Marokin, aye. Officer Linneo Mayor. Aye. Linneo Mayor, aye. Chair Barker Plummer. Aye. Barker Plummer, aye. With 16 aye and one absent, Chair, the motion passes. Motion is passed. Thank you. Please call item nine. Item number nine is committee reports. Item 9A is executive committee, beginning with the legislative affairs officers. All right. Um, so um, last week, the Board of Supervisors did not meet, so there was no new legislation. Um, but one important point I think we should make is to have commissioners prepare to discuss um, the amendments to the planning code in the future. Um, we're waiting for the Board of Supervisors to really release their final version of that before we um, you know, give our recommendation. Um, still not quite clear when that's going to happen. We're going to hope it's soon, but um, whenever that does come up, you know, be prepared. Um, uh, Officer Fong and I will try and do as much research as possible to to answer any questions you may have. Um, we'll also have a presenter, but um, just be on the lookout for that. I think Officer Adair pretty much summed it up. Um, there was just another legislation that got referred to us which was the working conditions for women women in sfpd so um i'm not sure when that will be heard but just letting you guys all know november 6 okay it'll be heard on november 6. thank you uh communications and outreach officers okay um we just have a couple of reminders just again the format that I believe was at the last commission meeting was due last Monday. It was for the intro post for kind of the get to know you form that was sent out. We have about, uh, I believe, nine responses. So we're going strong. So yeah, just please get it up because if we unfortunately do not have your information uh, by the time we are starting to put things together and post, your posts will not go up with the rest of the commissioners. So we just want to make sure to get, they will go up, but kind of not with the rest of the flow. We do want to get them all out once. So please fill out the form. It's really quick. It's five minutes. It's like four questions. Um, yeah, they don't have to be detailed. They get to be like one word. Okay. Um, lastly, not lastly, that's a lie. Um, for the presentation, it's just a quick reminder that not just presentation, but also like the video that we were filming right now, as you saw that we kind of had a little, some panning around with the phone. Um, that was what I want today. I believe that will be used for the Instagram. We'll be doing more recordings. Okay. Um, and we might in the future record a meeting like what we did today, but really we should kind of get different things, kind of different types of different aspects of what a youth commission meeting would look like. And yeah. And then lastly, just a reminder that we are going to start working on kind of including which these the clips from today might be used in videos slash presentations for schools uh, in the San Francisco area to help get the word out about the Youth Commission. So if you would like to so on that or you would like to know how to get started or you would like to volunteer to present, please reach out. Um, and then, yeah, I think that's it for me and I will pass it on to my fellow comms officer. Yeah, and then we're also thinking about doing Funday Mondays. So these are going to be like bonding events. Um, we'll do one Funday Monday every month, and basically we're going to do them before the Youth Commission meetings. So it'll be optional. You guys have to come, but it'll be really good because we can all, yeah, we should come because we can all bond together through games and hopefully snacks. And it'll just be like right before the meeting. So you'll already be at City Hall, 
And our last kind of announcement is that we're going to take a photo in the shape of a light bulb um, when this meeting ends. So stay back for a little bit. It'll be really quick, though. Oh, in the shape of a light bulb. So we're going to figure that one out. Yeah. 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 So we'll just be like lying on the ground. Just like light bulb. So, yeah. We can explain Don't more leave. about it later. We're lying on the ground? No. No. I thought that's what someone told me. I don't know. I mean, I don't Thank know. you. I forgot. It will just be in the shape of a light bulb. No, we're not going to do it in here. We're going to do it somewhere else, like in City Hall. Um, Thank you. Well, there'll be more instructions after the meeting, but if we can just real quick also, become a light bulb. Last thing really quick. If you... Uh, if you would like to post something on the Youth Commission Instagram, reach out. We don't, like, obviously it is our job to kind of regularly the Youth Commission's presence on social media, but if you would like to post something either in a story or a post, please send it because we do. You guys are also all obviously part of the Youth Commission that reflects all of us, not just us two. So please send photos, events, captions, whatever. Like, you can send us a post fully done if, and then have us post it if you would like. We would love all of your input on whatever we post. And if there's anything you see on the Instagram that maybe you don't like or want to change, please reach out. This is, of course, your Instagram, our Instagram, and we do want it to reflect all of us. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, and then general committee, executive committee updates. Yeah. Um, so two updates. One, um, we're going to be looking at the bylaws next meeting. So if y'all are interested, if anyone is interested, next exec meeting, yeah. So if y'all are interested in like amending anything in the bylaws, please come by. We're specifically going to be talking about task forces and committees for non-voting members. Um, and just like how membership and attendance would work with that and leadership in task forces, yeah. Um, but anyways, that's one update. And the second one is, if y'all haven't filled out the LGBTQ plus task force um, interest form, please do that um, this week because the deadline was last week. And we're just trying to see, or we're just trying to gauge how much interest there is um, for an LGBTQ plus task force. And I think that's all. Yeah. Thank you. Are there any questions on any of these? Um... Executive Committee updates? Seeing none, um, is there any public comment? Chair Parker Plummer, there is no public comment. Public comment is now closed. Please call item 10. Item number 10 is staff reports. Um, I can go first. Hi, everyone. Um, few updates. So um, I got confirmation that we did sign up for the Great Hauntway. So um, y'all should have a calendar invite. If not, let me know and I can resend it. Um, but I think exec or comm should start thinking about possible games or activities to do or what the commission should dress up as if you're um, volunteering that day. Um, second thing is um, I also just want to do like a quick procedures recap on um, so now that you've uh, voted on a resolution and have made some motions on legislation referred, just kind of want to give you like what I, like staff does after. Um, so when it comes to resolution, um, usually what happens is I'll write a quick memo um, in attaching the resolution and I'll send it to whoever um, the resolution is to. Uh, many times it could be like the San Francisco uh, Transit Authority, it could be the mayor, it could be the board, 
Um, and then this year I will be CCing um, the authors um, and the LAOs just for, for y'all to know that it was sent. Um, and it's just, you know, like official memo coming from the commission. Um, if, if it's legislation referred, that's a little bit different. Um, what happens is sometimes you support or not support a, a, a legislation referred. Um, you might have questions. Basically, how this memo is, is um, I send it to whoever is the chair of that committee, the authors of that legislation, um, the mayor's office, the board, of, all of the board of supervisors um, and their legislative aides. Um, I will also CC um, the LAOs and I also will CC the chair um, this time around as well. Um, I will say, oh, the Youth Commission supports this legislation, um, but if it's like a hearing in the bottom, I'll um, add questions. So for this last motion of support with questions um, for the eighth grade algebra, what I'll be doing is letting them know that y'all support this, but also have questions. Um, and I will be splitting up the questions because there's just a lot of different questions there for different people. So I'll make sure to highlight those. Um, next thing is for the November 6th meeting, we wanna make sure that we will have full quorum. So if you are planning not to come to that meeting, which is the first meeting in November, please let staff know. We're gonna try to have like a full YC photo. Oh. Oh. That comes to my second question is, um, so right now we're not projected to have a second meeting in November, um, just because usually the second meeting in November is usually when y'all are on uh, vacation, fall vacation, Thanksgiving vacation, I don't know what y'all call it nowadays. Um, but we could have a meeting because usually during November, December, it's the most hectic time of the year, um, especially when we have committees, we're gonna start task forces. It gets very overwhelming and I wanna be mindful that we are not packing our meetings until 10 p.m. So there's opportunity to have a second meeting, but also I need to make sure there's quorum. Can I? Yes, you can. Yeah, I, I, I do encourage having a second meeting in okay. November. There is going to be a lot of, especially with BPPs, there's going to be a lot of work being done. And I think it's worth us coming together and checking in. We just need to make sure that most, if not all of us, will be here the Monday of the week of Thanksgiving. November 20th. Yeah. Do people know now what the plan is? What they're like? Does anyone know that they're not going to be here for that Monday? There's a high probability that I'm not. Okay, we have one. We have two. Oh, goodness. Uh, two? Um, okay. Let's, it is, it is a commissioner's responsibility to inform staff if they are not going to be there. So we have two people that we know are not going to be there. If you learn soon that you will not be there, please let Alondra know so that we can figure out whether or not this meeting will be happening. Um, if you don't tell anyone, you'll be assumed that you're going to be there. Yeah, I also just want to be mindful too. Like, I know your parents uh, plan last minute trips. It happened a lot last year. Like, it's totally okay. Don't feel guilty about it. Also, a lot of you are seniors applying to college. And I know some of those uh, individuals last year used that time to apply for college. 
um, or cry about college. So um, just like I just want to be mindful of your golf time. Um, okay, sorry, my, my computer just slept. Okay, cool. Oh my god. Sorry, I have like a whole list of things that I told myself. Oh my god. Sorry, I keep putting the wrong password in. Okay, um, second thing now is um, just recognizing that it will be really hectic um, from now on to December um, because we are starting the BPP process. We're having committee meetings. Um, at any point, y'all feel overwhelmed. Like, please let staff know um, just because like it does pick up really quickly um, once we start committees. Um, Wanted to let you know that we were requested by the Department of Status and Women to um, fill out their 2023 gender analysis of San Francisco boards and commissions. So on my on your behalf, I submitted the data that they needed. So y'all didn't have to fill out any Google Forms. I did that on my time. So woo. Uh, so if y'all got like emails confirming that you submitted a form that you didn't, that was me. Um, last thing is I'm working on a project and I need you to fill out a survey and you cannot leave this room when the meeting ends until you show me that you filled out my Google survey. It is about climate and if your schools are teaching you about climate. So I have a bit leaf here. <laughs> I can also airdrop it. The iPhone user. Well, can someone send me the link? I have no storage. I'm airdrop. I'm from Sam. I'm Samsung. I got one. Can someone airdrop it to me? No, no, no. She didn't target it us. So she would have told us a long time ago. Wait, can we send this out to people in SRS? Sure. Where Where is this going? Where is the data that is being collected going? I cannot tell you, but it's just, you know, just to inform, to see what. Is it, is it legit or are they going to steal our information? No, it's, it's just to know okay. if y'all are learning about climbing in school. Like it's part of the curriculum. Yes. I don't think. But I've, like, uh, I never felt Some of y'all have gone to non SFUSD schools, so it'll be just good information. I think Valentino's the only one. Yeah. No, like SFUSD. Oh, oh. School district. Oh, okay. I heard SF. Um, that is the end of my report. Thank you. Thank you for filling it out. Alondra, are we only filling this out, like, with our SFUSD experience? Or? No. Since you go to SF State, you can also talk about SF State. Okay. Yeah, so for my reports really quick, um, just same with the comms officers, uh, I'll be working with uh, staff to establish Monday fun days. And so that will be taking place hopefully the first Monday of next month, which is November 6th, uh, and will be happening every first youth commission meeting of the month. Um, it'll also be an opportunity for community office hours, similar to last year we had um, Fun Fridays, um, which was community office hours for folks to come in and talk with youth commissioners, which they did do a few times, which was nice. Um, so yeah, though we'll be catering actual food, not just snacks. So please do come, please do eat and feast with your fellow commissioners. But that's all for me. What date is it? 
November 6th. Yeah, and they'll be sending out um, calendar invites once we finalize everything. Okay, um, since you all just took your pictures, I wanted to see on November 6th, are there any of you not here? Great, because Commissioner Alioto Pierce should be back and we can actually take a full 17 member commission picture. So if you're not coming, I'm, I'm going to be sad. Um, yes? Um, should we come in formal wear again then? Business casual, a little more casual. Okay. So, but if you want to come in a suit or like in something I, I, nice, that's fine this, too. This is our official photo, so just keep in mind that it'll be on the website. It will be on the website. Wait, should we just wear what we wore today? You can. So it looks more natural and not that looks like we took it on a different day. <laughs> Up to you all. Yeah. Well, I don't mind. We'll send it to like the public library for archives. Um, I so... can use it on my like, co-promotional material. Yeah, it'll go on the new brochure. Yeah, when that happens. Um, okay, second. <laughs> um, second, um, on November 6th, I will also be inviting um, Francis Che from the D1 office, who, who chairs, um, the D1 office chairs the Budget and Appropriations Committee to go talk, to come talk to you all about what the city's budget timeline is, because starting in November, uh, we will be doing more trainings regarding the budget so we can get started on the BPPs, the budget and policy priorities. Um, you will also have your resolution writing training in your second committee meeting, so that will be November 13th. So um, if you miss that meeting, don't worry, just reach out to your staff or the LAOs to, um, so then they can help you with resolution writing. Um, the next thing is I'm working with commissioners um, Deng and Ansari on the District 9 and District 11 um, students assessment listening session. So when we finalize the date, um, we, uh, we will send the flyer to comms to share it and, and to get it out in our networks as well. And the last thing, more fun, is on October 31st, Halloween, I would love for you all to come to City Hall because we are working with the Board of Supervisors to have a trick-or-treating event from 4 to 6 p.m. Um, we are going to be inviting the schools, like neighboring CBOs and the families and children to come so then for them to like get to know the city, the government a little. Um, me, um, Chair Barker Plummer and Vice Chair Lasana are still working on like the scavenger hunt part of it. So if you want to like help out, just feel free to reach out to any of the three of us so then um, we can get that started. So far we have eight out of the 11 supervisor offices who will be participating. So um, the other three are just getting back to me, but they're not a no. So we're going to have all 11. So that's going to be fun. So put it on your calendars. We'll send a calendar invite, actually. That's it. Thank you. Or any questions? Seeing none, please call item 11. Item number 11 is announcements, including community events. Not all at once, you guys. I don't know if I have any upcoming community events either, so. We have the Great Haunt Way. That'll actually before okay before our next full commission meeting is Halloween. So 
there's the haunt way. I expect to see beautiful costumes. Um, and if there's a theme, I don't know if there's a theme, but um, I hope people can join us for that. There is a city hall trick or treat that Joy just mentioned. There's other Halloween stuff going on, I'm sure. Okay, I have like a really small announcement. I probably just this earlier, but if you are interested in helping out, set out, sorry, and helping out with uh, helping, ooh, helping out, helping out setting up a youth event that will be focused around having a good relationship with tech that I'm currently working on, scheduling kind of brainstorming, and you would like to help out and kind of be part of this, please reach out to me, you know, more the merrier, because a lot we're thinking about just doing an event, kind of bringing in different groups uh, that relate to tech, kind of one main organization that we're going to kind of have, almost like a headline. But yeah, if you would like to be working out, please reach out to me. Uh, and yeah, be awesome to kind of work with you guys. Thank you. Seeing no further announcements, please call item 12. Item number 12 is adjournment. This meeting is adjourned at 7.03 p.m.